What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the One Small Action Podcast. I am your host, Matthew Freeman, and I really appreciate you stopping in. See, One Small Action is dedicated to those little things that add up over time that create an extraordinary life. And the podcast is dedicated to bringing people on who have taken one small action over time and sharing stories and lessons and learnings in life that have led to small actions creating extraordinary things. This is what I've found out in my 43 years of life thus far, and this is what I want to share with you. So thank you for popping in. If you get some value out of the show, please share the show. That's the only way it grows. I don't market this show whatsoever. So screenshot it, throw it in Instagram, tag me, tell me what you liked so we can bring more of that content. And without further ado, let's get to today's show. There's an ongoing, you know, unpopular opinion, I would say, and or a philosophy that I would I would probably be on the unpopular side on both of these that I just want to talk about. And it has a lot to do with youth training as a whole, the way we coach our youth. There's a movement, and there has been a movement for quite some time, towards sports specificity and kids like specializing in one sport so that they can have an opportunity to play at college or that they can dominate and be like the best player in high school or locally so that they can increase their chance of recruitment and maybe play in the major leagues, which is less than 1%. And I think it's absolutely hurting the majority of the kids. Uh, not, Not only on the injury front, that when you move in one pattern in one way year-round with very little rest and recovery, very very little time in between seasons and leagues, that you're actually causing damage that will be irreparable. This body is, is adaptable. It's capable. We train it in such a way that it grows over time. But none of it was meant to be done on, like, specific repeat at high velocity and high performance. There is a varying of loads, a varying of waves, uh, a varying of angles and movements and rotation that allow the body to be well-rounded. Training in the transverse plane, sagittal and frontal, uh, level change, push-pull, squat lunge, hinge, loaded carry. Uh, These are just movement patterns that are the foundation of building a strong body. And yet, we have kids out there throwing hundreds of pitches. Not to mention, which is part of my second point, that we forget that kids are growing. So, to invest hundreds and thousands of dollars in a pitching coach to teach a kid how to be a great pitcher at 13 when that that kid's body at 17 is going to be significantly different 
the angles, the movement arms, the fulcrums are all going to change. What's not going to change is the need for strong hips, the, the need for resilient ankles, the, the need for shoulder stability, uh, the need for rotation in, in both directions, not just the pitching direction. Uh, Anti-rotation, you know, the ability to not rotate, the ability to uh, be on one leg, unilateral training. None of that's going to change whether or not you're 13, 17, or 75. There's a underemphasis in general strength training, general aerobic capacity for a a move towards sports specific, sports specificity training, technique training. And I don't want you to think that I'm undermining technique as I drill technique into my football players, but I want my football players to play baseball. I want my football players to play basketball. I want my football players to swim, run, bike, skateboard, video game. I want them to do as many different movement modalities as possible. I want them to to hike and rock climb. So that they can develop overall uh, resiliency throughout the body to handle the demands of their sport. Should some sport-specific uh, technique work be included? Absolutely. Seasonally. And sometimes a little outside the season. Depending on the degree. But I think it also comes with the territory of understanding who your son is or daughter and how much they want to actually play in in the next level, I think that matters too. And being honest with oneself, knowing that like, hey, you know what? My son is going to be a great football player through high school. Probably won't play after that. Probably doesn't desire to play after that. So then encourage riding a dirt bike, snowboarding, other things, so that the body stays as resilient as possible versus year-round football. Because he was just as good at football doing those other things as he would have if he played football year-round. Sports specific. Sports specificity, is it for the kids or is it for the adults? Is it the parent who wants it or is it the child? I think that matters too. And it's okay if both want it. But we understand, like, who who wants it and why. And that will also drive the direction. Another thing that will come up in the general strength and conditioning world in high school especially football, being that being my background, there's this imploring belief and drive that like kids need to clean a barbell, snatch a barbell. Snatch being like the most technical movement out there. And they, a lot of strength and conditioning coaches have kids snatching and cleaning and jerking before they have strong ankles, before they have strong shoulders, before they have stable shoulders and, and stable hips. 
before they move well. Well, why would why would we want to develop a major explosive power on a on a body that's not resilient to handle that power? That doesn't make sense. We don't put a big block engine in a car that can't handle the power of the engine. We know that that would cause a disaster. But because there's been this general growth in the strength and conditioning world that these two movements in and of themselves are power-producing power movements, which, which in effect they absolutely are, uh, we, we put it on the masses. Well, oftentimes 10% of the kids, roughly, from ex that's a purely experiential, so that's not a, a data-driven number. That's just my experience and application can actually move in those patterns well enough to handle that kind of training. So if you want to clean and jerk and snatch, then really need to actually hone in the technique of the clean and jerk and snatch. Then you have to ask yourself, do I want to utilize the time to teach these kids how to clean and jerk and snatch to develop power for the sport, or would I actually uh, decide to use, you know, 15 20, 30, 40 other ways to develop power and strength that could be safer, that could get the same job done. Why do we hold on to these movements as pure gold when there are other ways to do it? Why is there an over-indexing uh, of condition, 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 run them into the ground when we're trying to develop develop mental grit so much so that the kids hate running and running is a good modality for conditioning the old ways of training I think need to be adapted it doesn't make a lot of sense to use running as a punishment when it's a good training modality Use something that has no carryover. How about a log roll? You want to use that as a punishment? Just roll down the field on the ground. Has no carryover to training. I would never like program ten log rolls for a client, but I would program aerobic intervals, mile repeats, two hundred meter repeats. I want the kids to not. Not detest running one of my tools so that they can be intentional when they're training. And all of this sounds good in principle. Kids are kids, right? So, you know, even even my thought processes have holes. Although I feel very strongly about all of this and I have for a long time, I've just decided it's time to, to go ahead and voice it. I think sport, sports specificity is, you know, a, 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 man, it's a, a phenomenal business. Could probably go actually profit off sports specificity quite well. But I, I have not created programs around sports specific training because I don't, I don't fundamentally believe in that. I actually believe for for the youth, getting stronger will increase performance, period. 
gaining better aerobic capacity, the ability to recover, will develop more sport performance better. Statistically speaking, the majority of professional athletes were multi-sport players. Why is that? Why is that? There's adaptation. If you haven't played basketball in a long time, I train. I'm in great shape. I'm in good shape. I haven't played basketball in a long time, and I go, I'm sore all over. Why? Because I'm moving in planes of motion that I haven't moved in. So training uh, ankle resilience and hip resilience and, and shoulder stability, et cetera, and making sure my, my body's moving in multiple planes, then I go play basketball and I'm fine. But if I stay in the frontal and sagittal plane and, and skip the transverse or don't do lateral movements, then my body is missing a piece of the resilience, general training. So moving in multiple directions. I think that we hold on to these value systems. I think that, uh, you know, we're all trying to get a leg up. I get it. And what I'm saying is I think that your kids or kids or children would get the most value and the and the biggest leg up if you took the foundational movement patterns that all humans should be training in and built strength, built aerobic capacity, trained trained them train their anaerobic system depending on what sport it is. More in generality, let go of these specific movements that are high technique, high risk, high return, and trade it for low to moderate risk, high return. You would get more out of it. And then we need to couple that, though. If you really want your kids to have a leg up, then we need to incorporate a general understanding of nutrition. If kids can get 60% right, they're going to have a leg up. And then recovery. What is recovery? What does that look like? That's mindset training. That's meditation. That's sleep. That's that's water. That's uh, ice bath, sauna. Where do those things come into play? Where do we get the kids to recover? They go from school to an all-weekend tournament, Gatorades in between, back to school, back to training, from their trainer to their pitching coach to their practice. There's components of this that I love. I've coached for years. But I think we're missing the mark with the youth. I think we're burning them out. Even the ones, like, I know that, like, I love sport. I could have played football year-round. Like, you want to just keep coaching me in football? But there comes a time, I, I think you guys all know this, like, if you're a parent, you definitely know this. If you're a kid and you remember this, like, my best friends during the summer, we'd stay the night at each other's house for, like, five days, six days in a row, and there was a point we just hated each other and needed a break. Then we'd uh, go home for a day and a half, two days, and I couldn't wait to see each other again, and then we'd hang out for six straight days. I don't think it's any different with sport. 
I think kids need a little bit of a break, and then they crave it again. They want it again. I want to go play. But when it's just boom, 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 boom. My son, because of shelter in place, played football from January through November. He was so burnt out by season's end, didn't really care if they won the playoff game or not. Needed a break. Even from the sport he loves. Sports-specific training in absence of in absence of foundational training principles. We gotta understand these kids' training age usually is zero when they start and we like start going into these advanced movement patterns. It doesn't make sense. Cause in the end they gotta live a long life. How many people do you know that's like, oh old football injury, knee, I, I can't I can't run anymore. Uh, I can't move my shoulder anymore. Uh, I can't, the, 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 like, uh, you know, half the, half the clients were rehabbing old sports injuries from over-indexing and under-training. These kids would do better if we just taught them strength principles, nutrition and recovery, which is the birth of the trust program. I think we're hurting our youth. And I think we can do better. And I'm going to leave it at that for now. All right, everybody. That concludes another show on the One Small Action Podcast. Again, I am your host, Matthew Freeman. And I really appreciate you having given me your most valuable commodity. And that is your time. If you did enjoy the show, I'm just going to remind you one more time. The way that you can help me out is to share the show. Let others know about what you liked. Let me know about what you liked. Or you can head over to Apple iTunes and give me a review. A five-star review helps the show get seen. In 2022, my goal is to show up a little bit more often for you and provide a little bit more of that content that you've grown to love. So thank you again for joining in. And until next time, have a wonderful day. And remember... Take one small action at a time and it will lead to extraordinary things.